Hello, welcome to the Desktop GM's Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, as always, Anthony Maldonado, joined by Taylor Strick, the commissioner himself. How are you? I am well. It's uh, off a off a win, off the off the loss from last week, so uh, feeling good. Yeah, two of us are having a win. The one who isn't, <laughs> Mr. Brandon Murphy. How are you doing, sir? Doing all right, considering. That was a Thank rough week you. for you. Yes, it was. How was how was y'all's weekends and week? I guess so far. It's going it was good. A I guess stressful, yeah. stressful. Yeah. It was a stressful <laughs> fantasy day. Stressful football day. Uh, but you know, I got I got good and drunk, so that's you that's fine. had the week that I had the week before, where just everything that could go wrong was going wrong. I think there's a big difference here, and let's put it as it wasn't Murph's fault this week, whereas last week I think was four of your decisions that screwed yourself. Why do I have you on this podcast? <laughs> I just want to throw that out there. Why? Okay. Well, thank you for that. Now I feel a lot worse than I did five seconds ago. <laughs> um, proceed. All right. Well, let's go ahead. Let's get into our... Uh, our best worst things from the NFL week four. Um, and I'm going to start real quick with my best thing. And it's, it's weird because I have it in our, our outline here. DK Metcalf being carted off. At first it sounds terrible. You, don't, you, know, you never want to see a player get hurt. But when you dive a little bit deeper into the story, DK Metcalf, he just had to make a boom boom. <laughs> and uh, his legs are way too valuable to be walking to the bathroom. So they carted him all the way to the bathroom. And I like to imagine that they literally backed it up into the stall so he didn't. He barely had to step off that cart. You know what I mean? I, I thought I heard something that said if he was going to walk on his own, he was going to shit himself. Was that true? Was that the reasoning behind it? Hey, DK, been there, man. I... Uh, uh, <laughs> Uh, hardcore prairie dog. Oh, I got the uh, I got the alert, and I looked over at Corbin. I was like, "Ooh, DK Metcalf getting carted off," and I instantly thought about. I was like thinking thinking trade here. And I was yeah. Like, oh, did somebody who has DK Metcalf? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I well, I thought of it because he had just got traded. Yeah. So I was that's like, what oh, I was someone saying. just I was got like, screwed. Damn, that's brutal. And then you dive in deeper to it, and nope, just wanted to make sure he didn't poop himself. Yeah football um yeah it was great and then my my other one my my more serious uh best thing was uh bailey zappy the the one and only bailey zappy for those of you who have no idea who that is that is the third string quarterback for the new england patriots who came in because because uh uh mac jones was out and brian hoyer started and then brian hoyer got hurt so Bailey Zappi came in against the Green Bay Packers, and he went 10 for 15, 99 yards, and a touchdown. And he did lose a fumble. But he took New England into overtime with Green Bay, and Green Bay won it on a field goal as time expired. So just took the game all the way down to the very end. And uh, it was it was impressive for a rookie 
out of Western Kentucky to come in against the Green Bay Packers. I just thought that was a cool story. Is that is that where he went to school? I thought he was out of Houston. I thought he went to a Houston school. No, sir. Western Kentucky. Oh, Twenty-three me, uh... years old. Oh, okay, okay. Maybe, I, maybe I got my wires crossed on something. Yeah. No, I. I but I oh, thought that was. Oh, that's what it is. He's from Victoria. He's from Victoria. Oh, is he? Bailey's okay. Happy is. Yeah, he's from Victoria. I I just. I saw the the injury happen, and I saw them bringing in Bailey Zappi, and I thought, man, this kid is screwed. Uh, but he he held his own. I mean, he did lose a fumble, but um, and he got sacked four times. But uh, I mean, for what he was asked to do, he 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 put together a pretty decent second half. Uh, so anyway, I can't wait any longer. So Murph. I'm going to get to your best thing. What was your best thing from week four? Well, another eerie thing about uh, about old Bailey Zappi is at first I looked over it. That dude looks eerily similar to Matt Jones. Yes. Matt Jones. Yeah, it was. It, it weirded me out. I was like, wait, wait, what's going on here? But, uh, yeah, my, you know, this is something I, you know, I, I didn't pay much attention to the uh, Monday night game. I'm not gonna lie, I was a little put out by football, but uh, I saw later on just the video of the, uh, and I think uh, I saw they showed it on the Manning cast, and they were like, we should be able to show this on the second feed, but uh, the the pink the pink flared uh, streaker on the field, just Bobby Wagner, the new Ram, just lay like deciding, well this. These guys are struggling from security, and he just bah! Just gave him a little, gave him a little check, and put him right to the ground. That was uh, that was brilliant. I love yeah. to see that. And that uh, was, was that was really to... good. I was I was listening to another podcast, and they were saying, you yeah. know, if you're gonna if you're gonna run on if you're gonna rush the field or streak the field, like your punishment should be you have to do Oklahoma drills with the biggest guy on the field, like like go up against Aaron Donald. And do an Oklahoma drill. That's where yeah. you lay on your back. They blow the whistle. You get up. You got to run at each other as fast as you can. Yeah, during during the during during sport, it's uh you gotta you know you gotta be prepared for anything out there. Yeah. But uh, I heard a uh, Chris Long and Von Miller actually talking about it uh, on on Chris Long's podcast, and he was like, uh, Von Miller was like, yeah. I usually I'm not one of the I'm not one of those guys that's about it. I'm just gonna sit back and drink some water and watch it go down. <laughs> but uh, he was like, if uh, if Wagner wouldn't have hand, handled it, Aaron Donald's definitely one of those guys. They'd uh, they'd talked about it. So, and apparently the the backstory on this was that this guy, it was part of a gender reveal. That's why he was streaking on the field pink. It was a gender reveal. I had no idea. Yeah, that is that's awesome. Yeah. All I've heard is protester <laughs> all day. No, I heard it was I, gender I, reveal. I tried looking up the uh, website on his shirt. It didn't leak. Uh, yeah, I, I heard. I mean, it could be wrong, but I heard that from somewhere that it was actually a gender reveal, and he he was streaking. So I, I guess his family and friends could could find out. Uh, but that's really funny. Yeah. I can't wait to tell your future uh, daughter about. Right. Yeah, I, during the gender reveal, I you know it, I got thrown in jail, but it was worth it. It was worth it. <laughs> All right, you got the dogs up, Taylor. 
Uh, the neighbor's ones I can't help, but I got mine away. Yeah, well, we'll see. Uh, what was your <laughs> best thing from week four? So, uh, I went entirely selfish, and it probably won't matter too much of you guys, but best thing 100%, Austin Eckler. Finally performed like a first-round pick. It took uh, three weeks, and I finally had a good running back performance. Um, of course, Who did it he took do our... it against? Yeah, exactly. It took our dumpster fire Texans for, <laughs> for to finally get some points. Three touchdowns more than he had all season. Um, but we'll see if we can keep going. That was... It was, it was a good thing a good for me. Thing. Yeah, no, it's good. It's good to finally see, you know, the top tier players finally perform. You want to see that, especially but not, not all of them, though. Yeah, no, not all, not all. But the the running backs this year have been real hit or miss. So you definitely want to see that. All right, well, let's take uh, let's take that into our worst thing. Uh, who wants to start with their worst thing from week four? I'm, I'm, gonna, uh, I'm game since mine's kind of broad. Go for it, Murphy. Yeah, I'm just I'm just tired with the the way the NFL refuses to balance the morning and late windows. Like I'm I'm so fried from watching like all the early games. Like this and yes, like I'm I'm let's not even talk about like uh, the like marquee matchups being in the early window that's flooded with all this other bullshit. But um like I'd I just don't I don't appreciate the NFL forcing me to watch like nine games in the early window and three in the afternoon window. My my nerves are fried and then I doze off during the other three in front of company and whatnot. It's not you know, it's not befitting of a football fan. So I don't appreciate the NFL forcing me to do that. That's it's I just I'm tired of the it's always like eight to four, nine to three. There's just never even numbers in the bye weeks I feel like it's even worse. Yeah, it's it's real rough when you're watching red zone and the whole promise of red zone is you're never gonna get a commercial. But when there's only three NFL games on at a time, it's inevitable that all three of them are either gonna go to commercial or go to halftime at the same time. So then you're stuck watching highlights from other games that you've already seen three times. Or what you know, and it's it's why can't which might we, make you feel a certain type of way up? if they're good for you or bad for you. Exactly. I hate seeing a highlight that makes me feel bad. I already saw it. Don't put me through that. <laughs> we again. already know the Ravens lost. You don't need to show us again. <laughs> exactly. I don't need to see goal line stops anymore. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's a bummer. I'm, I'm and then with it's going to get even worse when the bye weeks come. Yes. Two games in the afternoon, some weekends. That is. Yeah, that's rough. That's, um, I mean, any football is good football, but yeah, that you'd think that they'd work to make it a little more even. And even the people on the West Coast, they got to be complaining sometimes about early football. So you'd think that they'd want to even it up so that the people on the West Coast are watching football at you know twelve or one o'clock versus nine or ten o'clock in the morning. I guess they got the people on the East Coast have to have their 60 minutes, so they can't have you know they can't have afternoon football games on CBS in some time zones. I don't get it. Um, maybe ESPN needs to start ponying up some dough to get some yeah, some afternoon games. The NFL games. doesn't want to sell that package. NFL, like, NFL Network, Amazon sure. Prime will probably do it soon. Or Apple Netflix. TV is trying to buy a sports package right now. Yeah. I think they already have some soccer. Yeah, some something like that. But All right, Taylor. Don't keep us waiting anymore. 
What's your oh, worst yeah, thing? Exci- week four? Exciting stuff here. Uh, my worst thing is actually the the play of the Rams, our uh, Super Bowl champions from last year. Not all uh, of the Rams. Not yeah. Well, there's there's one shining star. Shut up. Um, <laughs> but from winning the Super Bowl, they currently have the fourth fewest points in the league this year at 70 points. So fourth out of 32 teams, for those of you that can't count. Um, so, got a little game. Let's play uh, who has more points than the Rams. Ooh. Anthony, yeah, one, one in three Saints, more or less than the Rams. Uh, they've got to have more. I think they have more. Murph, you agree? I have. I Yeah, I know I know all too well how poor the Saints or the Rams offense has been. Oh, it's, it's not by much. Yeah, Saints have 76. Even better one, Dumpster Fire Texans, more or less. Oh, no, Texans are putting up points. They're just blowing it in the fourth quarter. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Texans. Murph? I've, I've watched uh, a lot of Texans football. Yeah, I'm sorry. They have more. <laughs> Barely. Less than the Saints. They have 73. This one's my, my favorite. How about the 1-3 Lions? Oh, dude, the Lions have the best offense in, in the NFL right now. They're, they're, exactly. they're bla- I'm keeping a player who's on the pup list on my bench <laughs> just because I want a piece of that offense. And that, that was where I was going with the sidebar. The 1-3 Lions have the best offense at 140 points scored already. I think second place is the Chiefs at 129. So 1-3, uh, 140 is wild. fantasy gold mine because they have yeah. the best offense in the NFL and the worst defense in yeah. the NFL. Yeah, I think they've given up 141, so they're that going to stuff. That is what you want for a fantasy team right there. Yeah. But – Wrapping that up, the only teams that the Rams are ahead of, Broncos, Bears, and Colts. Colts are dead last with 57 points through four games. Yeah. I think that was averaging like 12. So Rams are playing like balls. Yeah, they yeah. – Lions are playing like ball. Are playing I mean, great and there's, losing. There's one great player on the Rams, and that's it. But now what are we most watching, looking forward to? Yeah, we're watching <laughs> – I'm watching that game, and, and it, it seems like almost every other play, Matt Stafford's going down, you know, and, and yep. it's it's infuriating, or he's just dinking and dunking. Um, they can't run. And he leads the league in interceptions again. Yeah, it's it's the craziest. So I'd like to believe that they're going to figure it out. I know their O-line is a little banged up, but um, it's the NFL. Everybody's, everybody's banged up. So hopefully they'll they'll figure it out. But yeah, that's that's a good one, Taylor. Uh, my worst thing. This is gonna make me just sound like a like an old man, but gentlemen, it is the year 2022. Why in the hell are we playing NFL games in the rain? And once it gets colder, in the snow. We have put men on the moon. There are satellites orbiting the earth that are giving people free internet right now and we can't build stadiums with roofs we can't build stadiums with retractable roofs we can amen the houston texans have one and they suck (laughs) you're not going to tell me that you can't even put a retractable roof on a stadium that already exists 
there is no reason that we should be playing in torrential downpours in the year 2022. This is not a high school game. This is the NFL, where the owners are making billions of dollars. We need to figure that out. Point blank. Where blades of grass will cause will cause you to win or lose a championship. I like, mean, you got to you've got to have perfect conditions. Like it's there's there's 17 games. It's there's not it's not a big enough set. You cannot risk it on this bad weather. You're paying all these mo- all this money to these quarterbacks and they can't go out there and perform all these wide receivers. Like come on, get it together. And you want to talk about player health and all these teams coming from the East Coast where it's a little colder, a little cooler and they're coming down to Florida and they're having to play in the humidity and people are passing out and cramping up because they can't like if let's let everybody it's 2022 everybody's about equity let's let's make it to where all the nfl play you want home field advantage home field advantage is your fans in the stands cheering making the most noise physically possible to distract that other team and it shouldn't have anything to do about the weather we shouldn't be playing we shouldn't be putting a worse product on the field we should have covered stadiums boom Done. Hey, th- those winter snow games are pretty cool. Though. That's usually after fantasy, so it doesn't hurt as much. But they're, they they're fun look to watch. Cool. Yeah, they look cool. They, but you're you're getting yeah, a worse game. Like remember the game last like, year with the exactly. Bills and the Patriots, and all they did was run the ball ninety times, and they threw the ball like four. Or uh, we're the not the Sean McCoy not, snow game. Yeah, like we're, we're it's like the, Benny in Hill the music. Yeah, it's in the twenties anymore. We we don't have leather helmets. Like we're not running the ball every play. Yeah, we need to be putting a better product on the field. We need to be, you know, keeping the weather and the climate out of it. We should be able to figure this out. Preach it, sister. That was my worst thing. Amen. Okay. All right. Go back in, old man. That cloud's moved on. All right, everybody, you can come back on my lawn now. Um, let's go to what we're most looking forward to. Taylor, what are you most looking forward to for week five? I, uh, I looked through this week's schedule, and it was a load of crap. But if I had to pick one game that I was going to look forward to, I went with uh, Cardinals versus Philly. Um, Eagles pulled that comeback against Jacksonville last week. Cardinals, they've held out to beat the Panthers. On paper, should be a good game. Two young, younger quarterbacks that are mobile. One needs to be more mobile, 100%. Yeah. Um, see if the Cardinals can score or do any offense in the first half of football. Um, and then also see if Philly can remain the only undefeated team. So, yeah, I think not a great matchup, but the best one I could find. Yeah, Philly just looks... They look dominant. They they look like a really good football team, and Arizona does not. Um, so, like you said, on paper, yes, Jalen Hurts, Kyler Murray, but I just think the Eagles are so much better. I, I'm I'm surprised with how good the Jaguars actually hung around with Philadelphia. But again, it was a weather game. Not getting back into that. Yeah. What? How many turnovers for Lawrence? Was it five? I think the Jaguars are a good football uh, team. I, I think they are a good football team. That is crazy yeah. to say. Um, I don't know. I thought it was like four lost fumbles or something crazy. But it wasn't all Lawrence, was it? I think that. Was, let me. I'm gonna look it up. I'm pretty sure but, it was Lawrence. They were shredding him. Yeah. Out of matchups uh, for NFL, I think that's a good one. Um, 
And yeah. Murph, I'm gonna I'm gonna I slide hope that's in a here. good interesting afternoon game. <laughs> yeah. Um, Go ahead. My best or, or what I'm most looking forward to as a Texans fan, we, we don't have a lot to look forward to. Um, so to have a slimmer of hope, I'm gonna I'm gonna grab onto it. And uh, Damian Pierce looks like a good NFL running back. Um, has put together two good games in his last in his last two. Um, this last one, he looked explosive. Um, hit that 75-yard touchdown run. Uh, he, let's see, he carried the ball 14 times for 131 yards. That was 9.36 yards per carry. Touchdown on the ground, and then they were they were getting him, trying to get him involved in the passing game. They got him uh, six receptions on six targets, um, but only for eight yards. Uh, but the fact that they basically said, "Hey, Rex Burkhead, sit down carefully so you don't hurt yourself. We're going to put the rookie in, and he's he's taking it and uh, pun intended, he's running with it. So, uh, as a Texans fan, it's 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 good to to see something working out. Because Davis Mills ain't. As an outside observer, can I piggyback off of that? Yes. And like I said, I've watched uh, I've watched plenty of the Texans and Dame. I think you're I think you're 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 right on with Damian Pierce. But I think both of y'all's um, lines, like offense and defense, like there's a lot of good good things going on there. And I've I've seen you know there's playmakers on the defense. I I've, I've I've enjoyed what little of the you know it's nice watching a football team and not having like a vested interest in it and being like oh I like that play that was nice there so yeah. I and think uh, a lot of do stuff do you watch the last quarter of those games trigger. though? No. Oh yeah, I mean I don't like <laughs> look the best teams make dumb mistakes like I said I, I, I used to think the Ravens were like a well coached put together team and the two most like crucial games this year have made me think the exact opposite so believe me I don't I don't know if you want it to matter or not matter but you know it's it's not great on the other side yeah well and, and pick, you know going off what you said I agree with you on the lines there's there is a lot of things trending up for the Texans I, th- I could have put in one of the, the best things is that the Texans are the only team who has not won a game this year. So, number one pick, here we come, right? And and the Browns lost, so let's let's try to, you know, let's let's get some good picks going for the future. That's, that's uh, I guess that's what I'm, I'm looking forward to. I'm upset with, the, with how solid the Browns look. Like Nick Chubb just keeps running over defenses. Disappointing. Anyway, Murph, what are you looking forward to for next week? Well, you know, I was having difficulty finding any sunshine in my in my my fantasy or my NFL this week. You know, I'm hoping things are going to be better, but uh, yeah, I think you know we've got some pretty high leverage matchups coming up in in our league. I think we have three three and one matchups and then the only other three and one individual is playing the only 0 and four team so ah, Cody I really hope you catch this L on that one you know <laughs> that'd be great I know I, it's this winless teams are real dangerous they're hungry 
looking at you, Charlie. But uh, yeah, so I'm uh, I'm interested to see what some of the three where people start falling. You know, it's like a high leverage week. Like I said, I'm interested to see how the fantasy shakes out. Yeah. You got yeah well, me that's... and you, Anthony, and yeah. then uh, you know Henson and Britt. Love seeing that. You Taylor know, and Corbin. Backyard gonna... battle of the backyard. I, I can't wait to dive into these projections or these predictions. Uh, of our yeah. matchups coming up because we got some good ones. Um, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be good. But before we can go forwards, we must oh. go backwards. Let's take a look at last week's matchups. Do you like Let's that segue? That was professional. Well that is, done. That's professional. Thank you. It was unprofessional. Like done this a few weeks. To, it was unprofessional for me to point it out. But still, taking that W. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're gonna start with Murph. Tell us about Hard R taking down Allen's Little Beauties. 149 to 139. Yeah, I mean, I think that kind of says it right there. Like Highest scoring matchup, I'm I'm pretty sure, of the week. You know, I mean, you have, I mean, the defenses for these two teams got... 18 and 22, you know, respectively. That's uh, that that tells you this is uh, you know, these teams. It like I said, they were both going into the, they were. I mean, they were both going into the week, you know, win, you know, on the winning side, and it uh, it turned. They they actually performed uh, this week. I wouldn't know anything about that, <laughs> but uh, you know, you got two like teams kind of led by their their quarterbacks. I mean Mahomes and Allen, and then you know you got one of the, you know their, some of their top performers coming up, you know empty for them. Jonathan Taylor with 2.8, Russell Gage. I mean you know 3.4. Britt had to throw him in at the end there, but you know for the most part, you know you got a bunch of boomer busts guys. There's 20 plus points on each side for Britt and and Cody. It's yeah, it's just two dominant teams kind of duking it out. Yeah, um, really, really good win from from uh, Cody with Jonathan Taylor only scoring two point eight points. Um, he he really had the rest of his players step up, um, and and Britt played a very efficient game. Um, I mean, he couldn't have done any better than he did. Uh, maybe it was from lack of options or, or just, you know, it was definitely because of lack of options. I think all three of his players on his bench were hurt and one was a backup. So, Good old Foreman still sitting there. But he, but he, he put a valiant effort in. So um, it looked like it was going to be even more of a blowout and then San Francisco scores 22 points on the Rams. Um, but, yeah, Cody had this one pretty easily going into Monday night. All right. And going over the projections of that one, and we'll go over our totals at the end of the matchups, but we all took Cody, so victory for all three of us. Um, Let's move on. Taylor, why don't you tell us about Cooper Troopers (sighs) taking down Breezed Up Deaf Guys. Oh, I'd love to. Everyone, love unfortunately, yeah, Anthony, uh, unfortunately, pulled out this one. We were all rooting for you, Josh. 
Um, Copper Troopers won 108 to 95 over Breast Up Deaf Guys. Okay. Am I the only one that doesn't understand the name reference? Do you not watch Family so, Guy? Not in a long time. Oh, it's the, it's the, the, it's the uh, greased up deaf guy from Family Guy. The dude that like runs I, around naked? I, yes. Uh, with these oh. I saw the picture and knew that's what it was, but I haven't seen that episode. Oh, man. You uncultured. Anyway, continue. <laughs> yeah, sir. I've been wondering that for like four weeks now, so well done. Now I get it. Thank you, Anthony. Um, Anthony's team, led by Cup like usual. Casual game, 19 points, um, running away as a number one receiver. Uh, other notables for Anthony was Robinson with solid 2.9 points and only 3.2 from ETN, so both the Jaguars kind of fell short there, although I guess only one's left on your team. Weather game. Um, well, yeah, touche. We went over that. Don't beat that horse. Yeah. Um, Josh had a down week from uh, Jalen Hurts at 17 points. It's kind of crazy. Down week at 17 um, he's been averaging 29 over the first three weeks, so I think that was a big one for him. Weather game. Um, but but, but <laughs> what killed Josh is his receivers got a combined 9.4 points yeah. from his two starting receivers. So <clears throat> but receivers have been steady throughout the year so far. It definitely uh, fell short for him. So our uh, predictions on that one, uh, Anthony and I were correct. Choosing Anthony, Murph, and L column with Josh. Yeah, this one was. Uh, I mean, it was it was a lot closer than I wanted it to be. But going into Monday night, only down, I think like five or so points, something like that, with Cup left on the left to play, had me feeling pretty pretty good about it. Um, and and yeah. both his wide receivers, Waddle and Pittman, I, yeah. he got in trade, and I both good of them about didn't. My pick didn't uh didn't come through so yeah i touch more on that later yeah i, I know i'm not going to get in too much into it but put up a good game josh um it, you know you did put up a good game all right let's move on to foot buckerson taken down and he changed his name again oh and forking kidding me i really enjoy that name that's, that's pretty solid Oh, and Viking kidding me is going to be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, Corbin took this one 110-58 to 92-90. Um, so Corbin had a, a decent start from Burrow on Thursday night, putting up 20 points. Um, and then we got news, uh, I think either Friday, I think it was Friday, that uh, Drew lost Amon Ross St. Brown. Um, out due to the, I think the hamstring, um, and then it. So coming into Sunday, Corbin was projected to win 106.58 to 106.19. So very close in the projections going into Sunday, after uh, Burrow's big night or decent night, um, and then Drew got a got a good game from Lamb, put up 18 points. Uh, but he had real bad games from Deontay Johnson and Garrett Wilson. And Drew was in the hole after the first slate of games. Um, Corbin had underperforming games from Dalvin Cook, Stephon Diggs, um, only putting up eight points. And Kyle Pitts, who's playing like the Pitts. Um, let's play a game real quick. Kyle Pitts scored three points this week without looking at his stats 
is this his lowest fantasy point output this year? I'm going to say, without looking, I'm going to guess second highest. You are correct. Jesus. His first two weeks, he scored 2.9 points each. So 2.9, 2.9, 11.2, and then three. So um, not great from from Kyle Pitts. Uh, But then Damian Pierce had his amazing game, putting up almost 23 points. Um, and Corbin was projected to win after the the early games, 95.33 to 87.34. And then Corbin went off and had Josh Jacobs put up 32 points. Um, So then basically he was running away with it heading into Sunday night. Um, Drew had a a strong outing from Tom Brady, finally, putting up 25 points. Uh, But it just wasn't enough to overcome Corbin in this one. So that's uh, Owen forking kidding me. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our next matchup here. Predi- predictions on that predictions one? Predictions on that one. Uh, Murph and Taylor picked Drew, so they got the L on that one. And I'm the only one stuck with Corbin, so I got the W. All right, Murph, why don't you tell us about the Strictator? taking down the gastro disaster well unfortunately our our dear our dearest commissioner got the w this week we uh i was pulling i was pulling hard for little dan but you know in that when eckler did what he did against the you know listless texans there it uh it didn't look good. Didn't look good for our boy. Yeah, Taylor, you know, it it I wanna say your team like really performed, but you know, you had the bad day from Andrews, but yeah, Eckler just carried carried the day for you. And when, you know, Dan's getting less than eight points from his quarterback, you know, less than twelve from his starting receivers. Jamar Chase, you know, when Jamar Chase has a bad day, it's uh we said it's not going to be a good day. Yeah. Now, one bright spot he can take away from it is TJ Hawkinson. I mean, not only did he have, like, one of the greatest tight end days ever, but I think, you know, maybe he'll actually continue that. But, um, yeah, Taylor, fuck you for <laughs> winning with Andrews getting 2.5 points. That's uh, Yeah, you got to feel good after that one. It, yeah, it goes back into my uh, favorite things from earlier. Yeah. Yeah, I don't blame you. And, uh, you know, Dan told me on Sunday that uh, he, he just felt good about starting Baltimore's defense all the way. They treated him <laughs> right. And it it was looking good. It was looking good early. But then, uh, but then it didn't look so good late. So, yeah, I just, you know. I, I didn't think you know not none of us you know we were we, we were all on board with Taylor on that one and the predictions but uh, yeah Dan Dan didn't have a good showing from some of his key positions and that's that's kind of all she wrote yeah I remember talking about this one and, and I wanted to find the reason to pick little Dan and just looking at the matchups I couldn't find it um, and you're getting 10 points from Chase less than two from Amari Cooper and two and a half from Terry McLaurin. 
I mean, those are your, your big, you know, three players. Um, and, and you're not – for Hawkinson to put up 36 points and still lose is some, some – I mean, that's amazing in, a, in and of itself. So, um, yeah, rough, rough one for little Dan. And fuck you, Taylor. All right. <laughs> Taylor, let's, uh, let's go on to the high-scoring uh, team of the week. Henson's carpet stains taking down the commissioner's pet. I mean, just sorry the the worst luck in the league. Yeah. So yeah, this one went about as expected. At least it was for me and Murph who chose Henson. Stupid Anthony. Um, Never again. Henson's carpets. Henson's carpet stains took down Matt with the commissioner's pet, one fifty nine to one hundred four. Um, Henson's 159 most points by far scored in a game but I really think we should do a moment of silence for Matt's team and if we were more advanced and had a soundboard we could play some sad violin music in the background but yeah there you go four weeks in and he's had a three basically season ending injuries and there's there, there's no replacing that I'm going to make an unbold prediction for you Matt and say uh, you're, you're not making the playoffs this year but I have faith you can climb out of last place because you're only one game out yeah. um that was great yeah, uh Henson Henson all all of his yeah let me get some, like, hit on that one um all of Henson's players went off the only only single digit score was his defense at two points and that was two points, so you could basically add another six to eight for a normal week. Um, and Matt played decent. At 104, he would have beat five other teams, but happened to be against Henson, so that's how fantasy rolls. But big story out of that one, Javante out for the season. Tore all kind of stuff. I can't even say some of the words, so uh, rest in peace, Commissioner's Pet. Yeah, he might be having to change his name to Sticker Bitch if he's not careful. <laughs> Um, we may never see what oh, it's like again. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I touched on the predictions earlier. Let me repeat that Anthony got that one wrong. I had a little bit of hope, and uh, I have no more hope in you, Matt. So, well, let's go on to the last matchup, shall we? Um, the matchup, Ooh. the matchup of this is the week. My favorite right here. And. and <laughs> the, and for those of y'all who are not keeping oh, up, Milt. this is Chuck Nasty. This is last year's sticker bitch who started 0-2, 0-3. We're in week four. 0-3. Took down the number one seed, most points in the league so far, 3-0, Murphy's Law. 96.44 to 93.06. Started out Thursday night. Charlie had a strong showing with T. Higgins going for uh, – I don't even have it up right now. Here it is. Sorry. Uh, 21, almost 22 points on Thursday night. Um, and then Friday we find out Michael Thomas was ruled out. So that didn't help Murph. Coming into Sunday, Murph still projected to win 117 to 114. Okay. Uh, during the, the early slate of games, Charlie had a very mediocre showing. But Lamar Jackson 
only putting up 15 points. Uh, and Bateman having a, a bad game really kept Charlie in it. Uh, so after that, after the first slate of games, Charlie was actually projected to win 102 to 97. Uh, and then in the afternoon slate, Charlie had bid games from Devonte Adams, Damian Harris, um, and then that mixed with poor sh- showings from Waller, and uh, yes, yeah, so from Waller, Herbert didn't do very well. And uh, Najee Harris only putting up less than eight points. Charlie uh, <laughs> Charlie was only down 2.02 points with Kittle Yuck. and the Rams D left to play. I mean, you talk about slam dunk. Two points. Now, Charlie tried really hard to lose this matchup. Because the Rams decided they wanted to let San Francisco score all over them. The the Rams, D, and Kittle combined to score 5.4 points. And and if you were – if you had seen the text messages I was getting from my brother, at one point – let me tell you the drama. At one point, uh, Charlie's still down. Because the Rams had only scored one point at that point. So Charlie's down like one and a half points or something. Kittle makes a catch for 20 yards. So Charlie's like, that's it. Kittle made the catch for 20. I should be winning. Goes to look at Sleeper. Sleeper hadn't updated Kittle's catch yet. He texts me freaking out. He's like, Kittle made the catch, right? And I said, yeah, I'm watching it. I'm looking at other sites. Kittle made the catch. I think it was like 15 minutes before Sleeper updated that Kittle catch. So for 15 minutes, Charlie is cursing. He is, he was, I'm going to, I'm going to call the CEO of Sleeper if they don't fix this. Cause he was, I mean, all up in arms. He couldn't wait. He sent me the, do you believe in miracles after the game was over? This was Charlie's Super Bowl. Um, so As it should be. Uh, nobody, as, 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 as we all thought, nobody picked Charlie to win this one. So we all lost the prediction bet on this matchup. Yeah. And, and I'm just, I'm, I, I could, I could, I, I like, I'm, my eyebrows are singed off with the, with how Matt, how much I'm just, I'm heated about this fucking matchup here. Rashad Bateman. And I. I'm a good person, so I listen to the Raven. I don't get to listen to the Ravens game, so I thought Rashad Bateman got benched, just straight up benched for the drops he had. But apparently his foot's injured, so that's not looking good for me in the future. And just like Charlie had a day, like Greg Kittle could have done a little bit, or could have done a little bit more. Or George, uh, George and then George. I'm sorry, Greg, I'm thinking Greg. I don't, I don't fucking know Greg McElroy or somebody, but uh, <laughs> anyhow, and the Rams could have Rams could have done like more, but I got basically nothing from Bateman and Waller. I thought I, this was supposed to be like a bait, Rashad Bateman game, and if Harris would have done you know a a regular game and Lamar could have had twenty, I mean it shouldn't even have been close. This is brutal. And I couldn't risk Godwin because he's, you know, like, 
Yeah, he was just coming off yeah, that injury. I wasn't sure he was going to play, and it was a late game. Yeah. It's brutal. No, it's, it's a brutal that's, loss. It's I'm fantasy football. Fucking, it's, you know. Yeah. Gregory, that, uh, George, Kittle, whatever the fuck. I'm just, <laughs> I'm furious. This is, it's it's upsetting. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Charlie, well, I'm glad it was to you, man. Because I'd be, if it was to anybody else, I'd. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I might have called in, guys. Uh, this it was a, one of the most frustrating fantasy days of my life. He he needed it. A and M lost again. A and M's done for the season. And uh, <laughs> Sorry. he he needed this one. We're he about was, to lose the OU, so it don't matter. Yeah. Um. Well, after that heated uh heated speech there by by Murph, this I'm is the perfect time Ryan's to over, guys. segue into our sponsor for the episode. Um, as you can tell, we all play, you know, and since we play fantasy football, you can tell we're all very competitive. Um, whether that's on the golf course, milk chucking contests, or washer tournaments. Um, now, let me, let me paint a scenario for you. Has, it, has this ever happened to you? You have that one event once a year that you look forward to. You prepare, you practice. And you get really, really good. No way are you losing it again this year. The day comes and you are overprepared. You feel confident, like the only thing that can take you down is the good Lord himself. The event starts and you start to dominate. You're feeling great about your chances. You make it to the finals. It's all champagne and roses from here. And then the unthinkable happens. You lose. How do you deal with such a disappointing reality? Well, luckily, I've just read this brand new book written by one of our very own members. Introducing Drew's best-selling book, Settling for Second Place, The Art of Dealing with Disappointment. This book will take you down a glorious journey, which helps to show that second place is more than just the first loser. And you can truly find happiness from never winning. So before your next competition, be sure to prepare yourself for the inevitable and read Drew's best-selling book, Settling for Second Place, The Art of Dealing with Disappointment. Available wherever books are sold. And if you order now through our special link, Drew will upgrade your order to include a signed copy of the book with one of his actual tears in it. So, <laughs> order today. I think we've got ours somewhere around here. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've got mine. I got it locked up in my trophy case next to my fantasy football trophy. The irony is not lost on me. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm real happy for him. This is, this is, a, this is a great uh, great book and another great sponsor for our podcast. All right. Always. I, and and I'm going I'm gonna, I'm gonna to put the ask out there. Because we're always looking for more and new innovative ads. So if anybody out there has any ad ideas, any pitches, any sponsorships that they would like, you know, to be read live on the show from any one of us, please reach out to us and we'd be, you know, more than happy to put you in the right direction. So we thank you for, for any ideas that you might have going forward. All right, let's move into our upcoming matchups, get into our predictions draft. Um, and for those of you 
not paying attention to um, the predictions rankings. Um, Taylor and myself went four and two last week, and Murph went three and three. So I'm going to keep that total running um, all through the end of the year. So we'll we'll see how good we are at predicting these fantasy uh, fantasy matchups. Taylor. You scored more points than I did last week, even though we both won. So you get the first pick in the matchups draft. Who are you going with? And well, remember, this was remember, an up. We cannot pick each. We cannot pick our own matchups. Correct, correct. So just even based on that, this was an obvious one that I had to pick you two, ding dongs, um, our two most knowledgeable yet annoying fantasy players. Um, I kind of compare y'all to the Yankees, Red Sox, where. No one likes you, and we all hope you lose. So, I'll let y'all do your predictions, and I'll go last. Go ahead, Murph. I want to I hear this. Wow. Wow. Hang on. I've got to compose myself after that fucking <laughs> compliment I just received. i got to chill out. What, were, the, were the Yankees and the Red Sox? I mean, two most knowledgeable fantasy players just went from six to midnight. Woo! Yeah. The, the annoying was the key part. Key part. <laughs> I, well, that's not what <laughs> we I didn't, heard. We didn't, we didn't I know hear that. annoying. We didn't hear that. <laughs> Anyhow, um, God, let me look, let me let me look at this. Uh, okay. Well, I I've got to be expecting a bounce back game from Lamar, but this man has got McCaffrey and Cup, so the world is his oyster. So. Um, don't. Wow, I I hate to do this. I think I got to pick against myself. Oh, you I do. Son of a I really bitch. think I have to. You're going to go. do that and put that on me. Look, I am <laughs> I'm behind you be in a game, so I've got to play with my head and not my heart. Wow. And like I said, the upside the upside of this team that I'm looking at that you put together, Anthony, it's disgusting. I'm Oh my! I I, I want to go and, and and it's and run and hide from this team. Herbert and Williams, and then we got fucking Cup and McCaffrey. This thing is this thing is not not okay. The kids are not all right. Yeah, I'm taking Anthony. This um, I need I need Darren Waller to look like Darren Waller and Najee Harris to look like Najee Harris under Kenny Pickett to have a chance here. Is what I'm saying. See, you're gonna make me feel like a total dick it's like it's it's like those two uh like politicians where you're like oh well i'll vote for you and you, i'm gonna vote for my opponent because he's such a great guy and the opponent's like i'll vote for my opponent because like no i'm Who sorry I'm, I'm gonna look i'm gonna look at this you've got me beat quarterback lamar jackson should beat herbert because i agree that he will have a bounce back game and cincinnati does not look like a good defense right now Running backs, honestly, I think it's a wash. I think it's a wash as well. Just looking at the but position Robinson in total, could get all the carries. Yeah, well, and Barkley's playing Green Bay, and Barkley's the number two running back on the season so far. So he's not. I mean, in PPR. Yeah. Uh, no, Chubb is ahead of him. Mm. Chubb is one. I get it. Chubb's had a lot of touchdowns. Um, and yeah, but so I, Green Bay's I, defense is no joke. Yeah, no. 
Uh, I think this is a. I think that's a wash of the running backs. It's it's tough. The wide receivers, I think, is where I I have you beat, barely. Um, because if Michael Thomas plays, he's playing Seattle. Seattle sucks at defense this year, and Godwin's playing Atlanta. That's pretty self-explanatory. Um, yeah. And then a Goddard Waller, I count as wash, and flex is pretty close to a wash. This is honestly a pick 'em. Um, and I'm I'm I said it last week and I'll say it this week. I'm gonna I'm gonna ride with my team. This is my ride or die team. I just made a, a big trade to boost the ceiling of my team and um, I'm gonna I'm gonna ride with them this week, so I'm I'm taking myself. Douche Yeah. Yeah, but I'd rather bet on myself than bet against me. All right, go ahead, yeah, Taylor. Break. Which, which well, break? fuck on that note because you hit all the points. Um, pretty much, pretty much the same. I, I was going with Anthony. I, I went position by position. I gave Murph a slight advantage with uh, Lamar at quarterback, but pretty much based on Cup is kind of why I'm picking picking you everything else seems seems toe-to-toe and with cut being the difference maker um going with you and i'm really curious to see how this trade is going to play out for you and henson this will be our first our first test of it the the name there's a lot of name recognition there we'll see if he he had a big week so we'll see if mccaffrey can keep it going yeah i i think i'm i think i'm hitting this at the right time robinson had a dud week playing against a really good defense last week He's going up against Houston this week. And that kind of helped me really tip it over the edge. You know what I mean? Like, running back could be a wash. But with with Robinson going up against Houston, I'm feeling pretty good about that that player beating that projection. So, um, either way, Murph, it's going to be a great matchup, man. And, of course, it's going to come down to you having the last players – on Sunday night with Lamar, oh, and you sat Bateman, so just Lamar. If I, yeah, if, I don't know, yeah, Bateman. Oh, and you have, I, I'm probably not starting him because he's got he's got something going on with his foot. Foot. Oh, he left the game in a boot. Yeah. Uh, so I don't I don't. But you've I don't got like you've got Waller out. playing on Monday night too, so you've got the two two players playing last, and I hate being in that position. I always want to be the chaser. I never want to be the chasey. So uh, yeah. we will see how my Sunday night and Monday night go. Um, yeah, but it's, it's a big matchup, 3-1, and one, two 3-1 teams. So uh, building on that two 3-1 team, um, I get the next pick, and I'm snagging it so Murph doesn't. And I'm going with – I could go – with the number three team taking on the number four team. You acting like you know the one I'm going to pick and you don't even know which one you're going to pick or you're just building up here. I'm just building up because I could <laughs> take the number three team versus the number four team. They're both three and one. Don't act like you know which one I want. I'm, I'm going with the number five one. team, the Strictator, taking on the number six team, Fud Buckerson. Also two three and one teams. And I will let you guys make your predictions first. I'll uh, I'll do mine because it was short and sweet. Um, 
I, I feel no love in this one and not feeling confident. So, for no reason other than other than my gut, I, uh, I feel like Corbin's going to take it. It's going to be close. Projections are within one point. Um, going through the lineup, it's all tight. But I, I got last week. I feel like I'm bound to lose this week. What you think, Murph? Wow, 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 wow. I'm trying. I'm, man. I'm trying to decide. He, he, he's got a lot of running backs, and I've got a lot of receivers. I feel like I, 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 I feel bad picking against Corbin, but I, you know, I know the Ravens' defense hasn't been excellent in the second half, but they do get turnovers, and I think that. You know they do have it out for Joe Burrow, but that doesn't mean he can li- he can't light them up. But Kyle Pitts has been, and we've talked about me and Corbin talked about this. Like Kyle Pitts has been a disaster, and uh, you know Diggs and Davis is hit or miss, and they're going up against Pittsburgh. I I think I think it, I got to go Taylor. I think Andrews Andrews has a bounce back game. You know, Murray and Burrow are both playing, like, I, Murray's playing a tougher defense for sure, but I think this is Eckler getting back getting back on board, and, you know, he plays Cook to at least a, st- a stalemate. Well. I got to go Taylor. I'm looking position by position. I think quarterbacks are wash. The running backs just as a collective group I hate Elliot and Eckler should have a good game but Cook and Jacobs both have good matchups and then you good have Stephon T- what's that? good thing going for Elliot is the Rams offense hasn't looked good so they could keep it low scoring that's true and they did give up some runs to Jeff Wilson I just I, I lean Corbin on this one. He's got he's got cleaner he's got nicer matchups. Um, Stephon Diggs I think is the strongest wide receiver in this one. Um, Taylor, you've got Eckler being the strongest running back, but I'm I'm leaning Corbin to to squeak this one out. I think it'll be I think it'll be close, but uh, yeah I'm gonna have to go with Corbin on this one. All right. I think Pittsburgh's sneaky feisty. Diggs and Davis don't have great days. They might both be in double digits, but they aren't, I don't think they blow up. And we'll see. I hope you're right, Murph. I hope you're right. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. Pittsburgh, their defense is good, and they have two of the better safeties in the league. So. All right, well, why don't you go ahead – and take your first pick there, Murph. Which which matchup are you looking at here? Well, it was, you know, it's it's the it's the best one on the board left for sure, and it's not a huge drop off. I do think I think me and Anthony like with the lineups that we both have. I think going against each other is going to be or should be a, a high scoring affair. But I've got to go with. Uh, you know, 
my two my two dudes from from North Austin here are up living in North Austin. We got to go Britt and Henson. Yep. Um, you know, Henson finally. Russell Wilson looked like actual Russell Wilson uh, again. And uh, Josh Allen. I mean, we're gonna see if Britt's team can keep the uh, you know the duct tape and plywood going. I, I don't know. I don't. You know, Debo Debo's looking solid. Josh Allen, but the rest of this, I feel like San Francisco's defense is one of his stronger stronger options and players. Yeah. And then we'll see, like you, like uh, Taylor mentioned, we'll see that y'all mentioned this is the first you know test run of the trade a trade team. I I'm continue to be stunned with Derrick Henry putting it together after week one. It was it was a. Uh, it was a it was question, but uh, he's now he's catching passes and whatnot. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it was a good trade for for both. But in this Henson's team looks good. And like I said, Britt's getting you know good production, and, and Britt's getting good production out of guys like Tyler Higby. And you know you got to hope that we're, we'll see how the Bengals do against against the the Ravens with uh, Tyler Boyd. But you know. So, I, I like Jerry Judy actually scoring. I don't know who I'm going to pick here. I'm talking through it. I was, was going to say, are you, are you making your go, prediction uh, right now, or you want to wait for us to make it? No, I was just talking. I was talking the matchup. I forgot we were just making it. We were, we were doing the <laughs> it's, it sounds like well, you're there. Well, let us let uh, you keep pondering. Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm definitely taking. I'm, okay. I'm taking Henson here. Taking Henson. Okay. Um, well. I'm looking at this, and honestly, I I don't know how Britt has done so good so far. I mean, I know he's got Josh. It's, Allen. it's weird, right? It's but and and, and Debo Samuel. It's vibes, I guess man. I guess it's, it's DeAndre Swift is on the is on the bench, and he's been he was good first two weeks. You know, he's he may come back, but I don't. I think they're keeping him out again through his I think they said through the bye so I don't think that they can rely on him and the rest of his team I mean that's good for after the bye though yeah it was great Um, but Clyde Edwards Alaire has been strong for him Um, but I just don't think it's going to compare to to Henson's team this week Um, you know trading away Mixon it was it was tough um, because of all the opportunities that he had been getting. So I know that he's due for a, a big blow-up game. And then Derrick Henry is there. We'll see if, if uh, last week was the fluke or if, uh, if he's really got it together again. Um, A.J. Brown against Arizona, you would think that would be a great matchup. Arizona's actually very good against wide receiver ones. Um, so we'll see if they take Brown out of the game. But even still, I think I'm going to lean lean Henson on this one. So, Taylor, it's it's up to you now. I'm uh, following both of you guys. Mm. Just, I mean, looking through it, y'all described it well. I think, I think beyond Josh Allen, um, Henson just by far has a superior team. You know, line by line, he's got him beat. Um Britt has Swift. Again, he won't be in, so he'll be better down the line. But 
for right now this week. I mean, it's I feel like it should be an easy pick of Henson. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on. Taylor, you get your next one. What's your next line or your next matchup? Gonna be? All right. Let's see. What do we got left? You got two one. And so that was all. That was all the. That was all the three and threes. So yes. now we're down to the. We're just right. down. To, you got the, down to the rest. Down to the rest. Down to the nitty gritty. There, there might be some disagreements with uh, with it with us on these. We 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 pretty much all agreed. Uh, for the most part, I can't believe we agreed on the all the even record matchups. That's we didn't all agree. You you went uh, you went. Taylor. You got me versus Corbin. Yeah, yeah. but that's the only difference. Uh, did y'all both go Corbin? Yes. Wow, shows you how much I pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Taylor, what you got? I'm gonna go. I just don't realize that. I wasn't thinking about. I wasn't thinking about Drew being zero and four. He, he's matching Matt, so that's yeah, interesting. Yeah. Um, on that note, I'm, I'm going to go the zero and four versus one and three. Let's do Drew versus okay. Little Dan. And y'all do your picks while I uh, do my research. You want to take it, Murph? Oh. Yeah, I'll 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 go through it again. <laughs> Alrighty, well, Tom Brady's going through a divorce. Fine, man. Maybe that means Leonard Fournette gets more work though. I like that for Dan. Ah, damn it. Trevor Lawrence turns the ball over a lot. J.K. Dot. Ooh, man. Oh yeah, but on that note, I did look it up. It was one interception and four lost fumbles for Lawrence alone. Wow. Okay. Sheesh. Yeah. Weather game. I'm on Raw's out. Weather game. Ooh, that's a tough one for fucking Drew. Oh boy, man, Jamar Chase lights the Ravens up, but I have faith in me boys. Oh man, I think I'm. I I, I think Drew's gonna get in the win column, fellas. I think he's going to do it. I mean, you know when you go up to roulette and it's like a bunch of reds, you're like, shit, I got, I got to put <laughs> some on black. I got to. Yeah, man, I'm going Drew here. Drew's getting in the win column. He's going to have to think of some other clever nickname. Oh, well, I ended up winning uh, or at least tying for for best record last week by going against Drew um, yeah this is this is a tough one on paper um, Aaron Jones has been kind of hit and miss I know Dobbins got in the end zone twice but is he truly back because those were both goal line Justice Hill is hurt hamstring Hill and Gus hurt. Edwards is only practicing they gonna give the ball to fucking Mike Davis. That's true. And uh, and Cooper who's old Rush boy from Alabama? It's washed up. Oh, I Cooper Rush has been has been peppering C.D. Lamb. Um, and on the other side, Fournette Stevenson's a decent play against Detroit. Jamar Chase. Uh, Hawkinson could have the same type of game if none of the receivers play again. I was liking Drew. Um, 
if Amon Ra came back, but I don't think Amon Ra is going to come back this week because they have a bye week in week six, and I think they're going to hold him through that bye week. So I'm going to lean. I'm going to lean Dan. I'm going Dan. Hmm. You have me. Uh, you have me second guessing my pick. Oh, you're going Drew. I, uh, I was, when I initially researched, I was, I was thinking Drew um, on the one condition that he swaps out this defense because I don't think he should play Pittsburgh against Buffalo. Yeah, and Baltimore against Cincinnati. I mean, I think Dan. I think Dan, if he sticks with Baltimore, might not like the way that one turns out. Yeah. So I, I think Drew should swap that, but I was also counting on St. Brown coming in. But you make a good point about the bye week. So yeah, and and Garrett Wilson, uh, Zach, Zach Wilson doesn't throw to, to Garrett Wilson. Uh, in the one game he's been in, and yeah, so we we don't know how different. Deontay Johnson's going to get the ball when Kenny Pickett's going to be in it. Yeah, and Kenny Pickett, and that's going up against Buffalo. So that's even. That's even tougher for for Deontay Johnson. Right. So, I mean, Buffalo. Based on cornerbacks are banged up. Right. Steelers wide receivers are way better than the Ravens. Yeah, but it's a rookie quarterback. I I heard you. <laughs> Plus, Tom Brady so, could have a good game, but he could also just dump Deontay it off to Johnson's to Fournette for. A whole bunch of. That's true. I know. thought Dion. I don't know. I think he's a man on a mission out here trying to throw for 300 yards every game. He might, but they also might get ahead early, and then Fournette will just run the ball. Anyway, yeah. Taylor, it's your pick. I'm. Ah, yeah, it's just letting you do your thing. Y'all go ahead. Just making <laughs> making points for you. No, uh, I guess assuming St. Brown is out, and because I want to see the name Owen Fife, King, kidding me. I'm gonna go. I'm going a little Dan. I'm swapping it. It's gonna. His name is gonna be Viking Killing Myself. <laughs> All right, Drew. I need this one. I need this one. Get back. Get back at these. You bastards. don't want to see a name of Viking Killing Myself? That would be hilarious. <laughs> you know, uh, I don't, don't forget to, to buy Drew's best-selling book. Harm. Yeah. Yeah. On that note. <laughs> yeah. Don't forget to draw, uh, buy Drew's best-selling book. Um, all right. I get the next matchup. So I am going to go with the Josh versus Charlie. I'm taking my brother again. Uh, Breezed up deaf guy versus Chuck Nasty. So y'all go ahead and make your predictions. Let's see where we line up on this one. Lead us off, Taylor. uh, Looking through this earlier... I was picking Josh. Let me check through my notes, make sure I was agreeing it's with this. It's a lot this. closer than you think. It, it is. It really is. And I think I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Josh. I think Hertz comes back in a big way. He had his down week, quote unquote, with 17 points. Yeah. Um, but I think he returns more to his norm, which is around 30. Um, yeah, I'm I'm gonna go Josh in this one. Charlie, thank you for the win last week, but I'm choosing against you again. Murph? Well, I'm going to hop on that Josh bandwagon. I think, you know, 
I think 108 is kind of his team's floor. The prediction of 108, and he's already, you know, predicted to beat Charlie by, you know, a point. I think, uh, you know, I mean, Miami's playing the Jets, and Sauce Gardner can only cover one of Jalen Waddle and Tyree Kill. That's true. And I and and I mean Chubb is Nick Chubb as steady down. as she goes for a starting running back, and you know I think Charlie's hoping Kareem Hunt gets more work, but he's just not getting. You know they're just continuously giving the ball to Chubb, and Jalen Hurts is Jalen Hurts. I think. Yeah, I kind of I kind of look at all these predictions for Josh's players, and I'm like, yeah, this is their floor. <laughs> so I'm going Josh. Y'all are gonna make me do it. Don't do it. I, y'all are going to make me do Don't it. Don't do it. I'm playing the game, but also I'm looking at the team. Hurts greater than Rodgers. Um, I would say Hall is greater than Hunt, but I would hope Charlie doesn't play Hunt because Kamara is back at practice. So I'm hoping he plays Kamara over Hunt. And then Deontay Harris, or uh, Damian Harris, is playing against Detroit, who gives up a ton of points to the running backs. He's got yeah, Devontae but he won't outplay Adams. Chubb. No, he won't. No, I'm not saying he's going to outplay Chubb, but he's still going to put up decent points, maybe a touchdown or two. Devontae Adams is going against Kansas City, which will maybe be a shootout. Um, Higgins has shown that he's. 1B in Cincinnati maybe even 1A right now and hopefully Kittle can get back to it and I, I actually do like Christian Kirk against against Houston um, so I, mean, I think there's a lot of high think, ceiling uh, for Josh but I, I think I'm going to lean on, on uh, I'm going to lean on Charlie and if I'm wrong Charlie I'm never picking you again <laughs> yeah. I just I think Zay Jones is coming back healthy for Kirk. And I think you got two guys. I mean, yeah, you could say Brees Hall is in a, a committee, but he's out. He's out snap Michael yeah, Carter. He's starting to. And to then Chubb is. I, I just. I think. I think there's a lot of hope. Would in, you play in, Melvin in, Gordon on Thursday or Brees Hall against Miami? Melvin Gordon against the Colts or Brees Hall against Miami? I might. I don't. Oh, damn it! Right? I might. Pre- I might play Melvin Gordon instead of Chris Olave. Honestly. Oh yeah, I guess you could do that too. Chris Olave's been pretty good though. I just don't. Andy Dalton is not going to air it out. Like he's going to. Like yeah, that's, if, if that's one good back, thing going yeah. for Charlie. Is he? But I think. They like the way uh, Latavius Murray looks, and the way uh, and they be they hand the ball to fucking Taysom Hill. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I just Kamara is not, and they're. I think Dalton might throw it to him more than he has been getting the ball thrown to him. But Kamara, but he ain't been catching anything. So how much is that worth? Yeah, I don't there's, know. There's, there's some tough decisions on his lineup. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think I'm I'm sticking with it. I'm going Charlie. All right, all right, man. 
I got to play the game. I got to go different from Taylor somewhere. I think Taylor and I have been the same on everything. <laughs> so I got to go different somewhere. All right, Murph, you get the last matchup. Hard R versus Commissioner's Pet. God damn. Am I going to be forced? You're going to be forced to talk about the team that decided to text you and give you shit last week. And Unbe- looking at this one. uncalled for shit talk. I wanted, I, I was like, wow, I'm getting this in week four. Week four, like one he's, point. He's not even, he wasn't even playing. Same you. record. He wasn't even playing. Same you. record, not even playing me. Are you kidding me? And although okay. he's got a lot of issues with his team right now, Jonathan Taylor officially not playing tomorrow night or Thursday night. Yep. Um, his running back two is is very unreliable with Singletary, even though he's been good of late. But um, well, they Tyre- figured out they can throw them the ball and not hand him the ball. Yeah, and it, and it, it works out fantastic. But then Tyreek Hill, Mike Evans, Travis Kelsey. Whew. I mean, juggernaut. The three right there. That's 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 a sh- that's a stab wound to your jugular. Not so, to mention that high-powered Lions offense. With yes, it, with Jamal, Jamal Williams. Williams for right now. Even though New England is a is a tough defense against the run. Um, you know that's 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 pretty good right there. So uh, this one's easy for me. It's Cody. Uh, Matt has the absolute worst luck and he's got all bad matchups coming in. I mean, Jefferson will do his thing. Hopefully he's still going with Kirk Cousins. Um, luckily Kirk Cousins isn't playing a London game or a primetime game. So, uh, hopefully he'll, he'll get some, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Cody in this one. It's pretty easy for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Matt, fantasy game is not your golf game, sir. No. Because you don't have to rely on luck, and this shit's been unlucky. But, um, yeah, it's uh, it's Cody for me, dog. Yeah. I wonder I wonder if, uh, if Matt's catchphrase for fantasy is, is the same as it was at the draft. When you know it's, I'm I'm here for it. I don't know if he's here <laughs> for it right now. It's it's tough to know if yeah. Matt's here for it or not. Um, I want him to be here for it, but uh, man, it's horrible luck. Taylor, Cody or Matt? Yeah, I've got no difference here. <laughs> um, I gotta, I gotta go with Jimmy's team. Um, it's, they're just, it's, it's a solid team. He did well drafting. Injuries of us obviously decimated Matt's team. Um, Allen's coming back. Could be a slight sliver of hope, but just, there's, there's just no way. He had had that setback in practice last week and he walked off the field with the, with the trainers and, uh, it doesn't sound good. Like I don't. I don't think he's coming back this week. But we'll see. Um, yeah, Murph, anything just, else in in this one? No, I think it's. I think it's pretty. It's you know, kicking a kid while he's down. It's not even. 
It's not even stealing candy from a baby. It's like the baby is in the ICU unit. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, to be fair, that's what we all thought the matchup between you and Charlie was going to be. So Charlie has a competent team. Anything or, can Like I'm a non-injury-ravaged team. Anything could happen, okay? Anything can happen. Anything can happen. I want to be wrong. Yeah. Nobody, after the shit that was pulled <laughs> late Monday night, when I'm trying to s- drift off to slumber, nothing made me happier than seeing Cody take that L. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, looks like we lost Taylor. So we're going to move into our there. last segment. We'll we'll just talk about these trades until he gets back, and then he can go over the waivers. But um, we finally had some trades uh, this week. Uh, two of them. Pretty big ones, too. Um, and, of course, first trade of the season wouldn't come without um, without some drama. And uh, so the first trade was uh, between Henson and Josh. And Henson sent Michael Pittman and Jalen Waddell over to Josh for Derrick Henry and DK Metcalf. Um, And, of course, this happened with the Thursday night game and the trade wasn't going to go through in time for Josh to get Jalen Waddell. And there was the whole... It wasn't even that much drama. It was just enough drama. To I think executing it was the drama, because it was it was fairly cut and dry in my opinion. It was, and and I was I was going up against Josh, and my thing was like I I reached out to Josh. I said, "Hey, because I'm going up against you, I'm taking neither side. If the league, because because you don't need me to make a majority. If the league right. goes through with the trade." perfectly fine i have zero complaints we're gonna play on you know and, it, and if they don't but i just told him i'm not going one way or the other we had, he actually right. called me we had a 15 20 minute conversation everything was great um but it's just funny how with the first trade of the season comes with a little bit of drama um but oh, just yeah. looking at that trade murph i mean who won based off of you could go well, off of the I, one week or just just the trade itself i don't i don't think you can go off the the one week i think you know we'll get to you know the moves that kind of allowed henson to make or later but i think with josh it definitely took you know from where he had a strength and raise the you know raise the floor of his definitely the ceiling of and floor of his weakness so mm-hmm. I mean I think it's 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 crazy but I think it, it worked it's beneficial for both sides I agree I it think let, it was very fair it let some some stuff happen we'll get to down the road but I think this trade here was definitely beneficial for both sides and uh, yeah, yeah I, like, I, mean, I like it I like it just looking at the surface of it you're thinking, oh, Derrick Henry. You, you you want the Derrick Henry side. But in all reality, when you look at the teams and you know Josh has Chubb, who is the number one running back in fantasy right now, and his, his wide receivers were not 
great. Um, I think this benefited both teams very well. Um, bad luck for Josh with one Waddle dealing with a little bit of an injury, but Tua going down, which we didn't even talk about. Yeah. That should have been the worst thing well, about week yeah, four because it was it happened yeah. Thursday. I didn't even think about it, but that right. whole Tua that's saga. just what the NFL wants. Yeah, exactly. That was. I I think Teddy Two Gloves though could be beneficial for Waddle. I think that could be okay. He does have a stronger arm, so we could see some longer bombs. Um, oh, and I think he's just you know I mean he's in very the same vein, very competent. Maybe not as accurate as Tua, but I think he's he's he'll hit those short passes too. Yeah, and Pittman, we'll see if if Matt Ryan can can finally start getting hey, him the Tom ball. Tom Cruise, but. what you pouring up over there? Oh, it's vodka. It's got to be vodka. Tito's? It's vodka. Oh, it's vodka. Okay. I'm on a budget. Tower vodka. Not not a sponsor. Um, (laughs) All right, so then, Taylor, do you have anything to to add on to that first trade? No. uh, Initially, I thought, okay, yeah, Henry Henry was the better pick, but you'll make good points about it being balanced. But if we were to to base it on the first week's performance. Um, I touched on Josh's receivers earlier when I ran over that game. Yeah, and it wasn't until the I, the Yeah, train. it wasn't until I got to the section and realized that yeah, that total of under ten points was was both of the stars that he got in his trade. Yeah. Um, whereas Henson put up forty yeah. from his traded players. So a huge disadvantage there. I don't think Metcalf will, will do that consistently. But early, Waddle. I did. I would. Henson obviously makes trade offers to everyone, and he tried to get me with Waddle, but I couldn't. I couldn't do it because I don't trust Waddle's targets. I, I think Hill's yeah, going to get more, but. Well, I think Hill's the consistent option there, but. Right. I think but I also think Waddle, Waddle was the. Yeah, but Waddle was the one. I was thinking it would be more water for Henry, and I, I don't know. That's where I think Henson won it, but we'll see how that one plays out. But what yeah, was interesting... In the Dolphins are more faith in the Titans offense or the Dolphins offense? Because mm, I don't Dolphins think, I don't think offense, but Henry. But De- yeah, Derek, Derek Henry is the Titans offense. Yeah, I, say, I, I, would, I would more faith in Henry, not necessarily the Titans. And they performed well against... The Panthers and well, that's what I'm saying. It's it's been one week. We'll see if if Derrick Henry is truly back or not, um, and if the gamble yeah. pays off. Is it a little low for Henry? Maybe, but like we said, it's a fair trade and it works off for works out for both teams. Yeah, yeah basing basing it on need, it, it's fair. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, Henson Henson needed. Uh, Henson needed a certain type of currency, and Josh had a lot of it with the running backs. Well, let's move on to our second trade, shall we? Oh, boy. Uh, This one went down Saturday, so it didn't take effect for this week. But it was, again, Mr. Henson and myself. Uh, So I sent Joe Mixon, A.J. Brown, Travis Etienne, and $6 a fab. For Christian McCaffrey, Miles Sanders, and Mike Williams. Gentlemen, discuss. 
This was this was a shocking one when I saw it come across. Let me tell you. Come okay, across the I, chat. Before I get you, this you took just asked all us to discuss I know. I yeah. know already. <laughs> I like to hear myself talk. We know who the host is. <laughs> this took all day. I sent him a text message at like 6.30 in the morning on Saturday. Yes, Saturday, 6.30, kids, they're great. Um, And it started then, and it took until 6 o'clock at night to finalize a trade. And it was it was constant. It was it was back and forth. I I was even at a kid's birthday party, getting sending trade offers and going back and forth with them. So, this was this was a, a tough trade process for both of us. Okay, now shut up. Discuss. Were you expecting sympathy with that? No, I just wanted to lay it? the groundwork. To it, nah. it was just it wasn't <laughs> like a. So uh, one offer sent and saying. accepted. It was an all-day battle of who's gonna, you know, of the trade. It was just, I don't know, just giving insight. And I, we'll, we'll I don't <laughs> trade, so that's, or so I assume that's how they all go. Uh, <laughs> See, my uh, yeah. my initial thoughts, uh, name recognition and just looking at potential. I was thinking win Anthony, but then. Running it through some analyzers and just seeing, seeing kind of what, what the old interwebs thought. They actually a lot of them took hints inside, which which surprised me. So, I am, I'm a hundred percent in the middle, and I am really curious on how this is going to turn out. Sanders just had a massive week. McCaffrey just finally performed, so could be huge there. Mixon should perform. He still, what I looked him up earlier. What is he like the number? 25 running back right now, which is terrible. Yeah, um, a lot of. But Brown's good. Yeah, ETN. He's just that's just fluff. So he's not really relevant here. But I I don't. That's it's, he's playing the long game on ETN. Yeah. It was was that your offer? Or is that what he wanted? Is he playing the long? Is that what you told uh, him? Is I did, that what you told I him? actually hey, did ATN's not. ETN's the long game. Yeah. That's that's. No, I actually you, I did not throw off. in ETN. I actually did not. It was it was one of the that final offers insane. he sent. That is one of the final is, offers he sent over. I think this is. You received three arrow up players. I mean, and the, AJ Brown's the only arrow up player he got. I think Cincinnati is not the Cincinnati of last year, and Jacksonville at best is a true fifty-fifty, and I think. It's probably going to be a Robinson-dominated backfield. So I think you unburdened yourself with a question you were going to have to ask <laughs> yes. every week. This so true. So, Miles Sanders is like taking over the Philly backfield. I this I this trade makes me wish I would trade and like I because I you know I whoo yeah this it's whatever. I was talking. Anthony, Anthony, Anthony got got Henson on this one, and he's probably gonna fucking repeat. So here we go. I was talking to Murph before the podcast started. That even though I'm three and one, I'm in seventh place due to points, and I've only I'm only three and one 
because I'm barely winning and the people I'm playing are having bad games against me. I have a very low points against me total. I think the second lowest. Uh, I think the, the most lowest is actually Corbin. So I, I looked and I said, I need... I need more point. I need more blow up game. I need a higher ceiling. So fact check true. The, the floor is there. The risk is there, especially with both McCaffrey and Sanders being with their injury history. Dude, McCaffrey and Williams. Like, where is McCaffrey in the running back standings? He's he's like he's like eight. The only one in the first round that's performing besides Henry and but just now Eckler. But he hasn't until this week. Let me pull it up. He's I'll been average. Him. He's been a, he's he's been yeah, over he's over been like, he's been over ten points, I think. That's well. Let's just he's way better than Mixon. Right now, yeah. Like and, uh, and McCaffrey what, is six. Yeah. Yeah, and Mike Williams. Like, how far behind Mike AJ Brown is Mike Williams? Is he even in points? No, no, AJ Brown is is way ahead. Just took like he has the belt in the Philly backfield, and yeah, that might change, but he has it right now. I just don't. I don't feel like there's any question, and I don't know. No wonder it took twelve hours because there's no what kind of honey you poured in Henson's ear to get this deal done. (laughs) To uh, to your point, Murph, we said McCaffrey. What I say was six. At six and yeah. Sanders is eight. Woo! Shit balls. Yeah. I don't know how. Like, I don't like vetoing trades. Look, I like people to make their mistakes, so I would never do that. But damn, and he got you for the six dollars. I um, which matters? Eight, this this, this trade and it was AJ Brown is the tenth the, receiver, so I shift I shift my opinion. Anthony put that six dollars on the nightstand and was like, "I appreciate your time." Murphy moved me. Yeah, Henson, you fucked yourself. I yeah, and, dude, and I, I did I, not. I think he take fucked all it, of us. I, he I, fucked I, all of us. Did you see me? The team I have to play Sunday. Did you look at it? Miles <laughs> I, Sanders is. I look his at flex. it at least ten times He's a day. He's got McCaffrey that's and what Christian. Fucking McCaffrey. He's got McCaffrey and Cup. You kidding me? How did we let this happen? Well, Let's you can't see. say that it was, uh, like, grossly. I thought it was a fair trade. Oh, listen. Shut up. I, I can hear your hard-on hitting the underside of your desk. <laughs> That's impossible. I'm I'm pretty, I'm at least seven inches away from my desk. Um, I, I, like, well. I like supporting Murph with data. Um, Mixon is behind Damian Harris, uh, Pierce from the Texans, Herbert... He's probably in the uh, low teens or high teens. In total points, all three of the players Anthony got are higher than Joe Mixon, who's probably leading the players uh, Henson got. Uh, I'll agree with that. Like, look up Mike Williams and Joe Mixon and Mike Williams and A.J. Brown. Mixon's got 49. Let's see. A.J. Brown's got 59. I, I, I like numbers. Let me scroll down. Mike Williams has 47. So Whoa, two below. Two oh my god, how did. Oh my lord! I, look. 
Look, I'm not look. trying. Spin it, Anthony. Spin it. I look. I'm. I'm. I'm being serious. I Say it started. To the court. I started the text chain, asking if he was interested in trading Fuck. McCaffrey or Henry, and he told me. I was gonna give me, you Najee. He Najee told me. Najee has got a higher upside than fucking Joe Mixon. He told me that <laughs> McCaffrey and and Henry were untouchables. And then he came back to me Holy and he said, "Well, shit. maybe not untouchable." And we started our trade discussion. McCaffrey. So what the I sent F him at, after after several hours, and I'm at a birthday party for a child. There's I said, no way. I said, here's my here's my one of my. I told him my my final was McCaffrey and Williams for Brown and Mixon. Oh, I and don't he know. Maybe came I'm back, out of bounds here, but he came back is... with the McCaffrey, Williams, Sanders for Mixon, Brown, Etn, and Fab. So I did uh, not twist his arm my boy. into it. This was trade talks Six, going on seven, all day. Nine, ten, eleven, twelve, yeah, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. I'd love to know like what stats got pointed out, and like That's, if it was just like players going back and forth, and Henson got lost in the sauce, or maybe he was on the sauce. <laughs> it was it was it was strictly players. I did not do anything. To, I did not try to to sweeten Obviously, it. Obviously, there were no stats involved because everything Henson would have looked up would have been like, "Don't do it." Well, but Taylor said he plugged it into some database somewhere. I don't fucking know, Microsoft DOS or something. Yeah, it, it, it surprised the hell out of hey, me. It, it did pick Henson. I, so I listened. Oh I listened no. to a, a fantasy I podcast. I sent an <laughs> email. Give you my dog or something. I sent an <laughs> I sent an email saying, you know, grade this trade, and I put the trade into the in, a, in an email to uh, one of the professionals. Douche. Yeah, I did that. Oh. He came back said C minus. Do not do this trade. For my side. It's so weird. Yeah, well, that's why your team looked how it did, because you listened to those experts, and now this trade happened. McCaffrey's so going to break his leg. Experts. It'll all be for nothing. Well, that's what the worry yeah, is. I, went, that, I went high that, ceiling. That does not mean this is a good trade. That Because McCaffrey's upside. Uh, He's that offense. They don't even throw the ball to fucking DJ Moore anymore. Like, what are you talking about? McCaffrey is, like, he's at his floor right now. He's the only well, one that's going to be close to Saquon. Great. This basically Him guarantees that I will not trade with anybody else thanks to you two assholes. So. Didn't you? Yeah, weren't no you shit. known as the trade raper last year? Why would you trade? That Why was would strictly you trade anybody unlucky. this year anyway? Your team <laughs> that is was, set. I was the trade reaper. Okay, because everybody I traded the very next week or so got hurt, and they were out. So that I, I had no bearing Fucking on that one. Hey, man. Now you're the raper. Got it. No, I did not agree. No, I did not say that I was a raper. All but, right. Wow. Let's, uh, can we move on? Yeah. Taylor, can you please <laughs> Fantastic. tell us about the waivers from last week, and then we're going to get the hell out of here. Oh, sure, yeah. So that was my biggest paragraph was actually that trade, so we're, we're done with that. Okay, um, well, let's go to... <laughs> let's do our big uh, waiver spins. Uh, Murph paid $43 for uh, Chris Godwin. Um, don't hate it. And a lot of yeah, a lot of people didn't, so he, he was a late receiver. Who uh, he got dropped. Who, was Who did he get dropped by? Oh, I got Brit. that, too. Brit. 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 Why, bro? And you kept fucking Foreman in your lineup? 
and just just looking at it this week, you had to pick up Tyler Boyd. You had yeah, Chris so. Godwin on your team. Brett, you, you look back at the end of this year when you, you suck and remember this move. Did you see who was second on the bid, Murph? Oh, no. I, no oh, shit, got, I got this. I got, I, got, I got my data. Um, but, again, again, elite receiver worth the money, so 43 doesn't bug me. Um, injury prone the last three weeks, questionable, but he's still he's still one of the best. Um, Anthony right behind at $41. I like how you're going with the odd numbers, trying mm-hmm. to win it. And then there were two other bids in the 20s, so he was he was the hottest item of last week, and he scored nine points this week, I believe, on your bench, right, Murph? It's not about this week. Yeah. No, 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 yeah, I don't mean that's it's only nine points. I don't mean that insultingly. I just had my. my oh yeah, point. no, I'm ha- I'm I'm ha- honestly, I wish they would have sat him. <laughs> yeah, I just healthy, more healthy. Thinking back now that it was Britt and he has Foreman in his lineup, that bugs me so much. Yeah, I, I don't oh, understand. Yeah. As soon as I saw it, I was like, how much am I going to drop for this guy? And where I fucked up is when I do my waiver pickups, I kind of look at trending. And, of course, Godwin's never trending because he's on all the teams. He should yeah. never be a free yeah, agent. No, so, no. yeah, well done to... E4 and that went for was low, so he didn't show up high on the Yeah, he was, was kind of hidden, yeah. Um, second big spend. <laughs> well, it's you two again on the other spend um, with Dobbs. Um, receiver trying to earn Rogers' number one spot. Anthony got him with $21. Murph was the second bid with 13 He did get 11 points this week on Anthony's bench. I got high hopes. Yeah, so yeah, he was on my bench, but I got high yeah. hopes. Yeah, eight targets. Hopes. Back-to-back weeks, so Did you see that back shoulder throw, the one that Rodgers only throws to, like, Devontae Adams the past three years? He threw it to Dobbs. I'm, I'm thinking that chemistry has been built real good, and, and he could be another, another big well, rookie. Well, moving on, because we're tired of talking about your team. Um, Pickup of the week actually goes yeah, to... Uh, starters <laughs> on his bench. I'm over it, don't, don't stop. Just don't make him feel better. Um... Pick up the week, Cody with the uh, Giants defense, putting up 18 points. Mm. Um, ballsy, they had only 12 points on the season in three weeks, um, but putting up 18, they, they crushed. I think it was the Bears they played against. Um, point E, Anthony picked up a good kicker. Look, it's not that hard. Yeah, wait if I can go. Um, fuck up of the week, and... Can't blame him entirely. Is gonna be Mr. Drewby dropping Melvin Gordon. Mm. Yeah, uh, little did he know Williams is gonna be out for the season. Melvin now moves into the number one running back spot for Denver, and Josh paid twenty five dollars to get him. But initially, that seemed stupid yeah. expensive. I was like, "What the hell is he doing?" I think he was only one of two players. That yeah, bid in for him. And, and no one knew, and then, God, how it turned out. So that that could be a huge steal. I don't love Gordon that much. I don't think he's that good. He's got the fumble problem, so maybe some of the other players will take some of that. But that could be a huge pickup for Josh and Drewby. That's just very unlucky, but, yeah, it hurts. Yeah. All right, good And that's, that's, that's my waiver recap. All right. Well, Thanks gentlemen, for, anything else before we – before we head out of here, what you got, Murph? I see it. I see it in your eyes. I'm just I'm upset all over again. 
I had forgotten about that in the wash of my upsetness this weekend. It's alright. It's alright. We'll see. It's fantasy, so who the fuck knows, right? Yeah, nobody knows. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. I hate you. Well, that's fair. Until next Wednesday. (laughs) (laughs) Or next Tuesday. I missed out on... I could have gone out tonight. Looked at some soccer girls' butts, but no. I gotta look at you's faces. Which soccer girls have nice butts. They got great legs too, which is really my thing. Like, you know, big. I wish soccer. I wish they would wear the volleyball shorts. That would take it to Uh, a whole level. Well, we do shirts and skins, and I get to watch Mm. them run around in short shorts and sports bras pretty often. So. Best I'm so sorry. I, I didn't mean that. Ever I didn't mean any of that. I did not look at them like that. But they are very attractive. Two ladies. minutes ago. This is what happens. Huh? It it we'll, we'll we'll do it on Tuesdays, okay? Tuesdays. I only need four hours of sleep. It's fine. Yeah, you do. <laughs> All right, everybody. We're gonna get out of here. You can sleep tightly with your team and your. Dancing sugar plums <laughs> in your head. Well, on that note, good I'm luck, everybody, good for this away. week. Um, <laughs> thank you, Murph. Uh, good luck, everyone out there. I um, hope y'all have a good a good week, and uh, we will see you next week. Bye.